recorded live in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Trivial Warfare. More than just a pub quiz, Trivial Warfare is your gateway to a worldwide trivia community. Join your hosts, Jonathan. We just described Ric Flair as Neanderthal <laughs> Man and Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Chris. Yo, we going down to Sesame Street. <laughs> that's, that's your impression of hardcore rap? No. <laughs> Carmella. That would irritate the hell out of me. I'm like, I just want my groceries. <laughs> <laughs> my ice cream is melting. <laughs> ben. ben. Four halogens <laughs> in that list. It was, oh, my God. You were like, it's not the halogens. I'm like, no, Ben, no. Those damn halogens got me again. <laughs> and the rest of the Trivial Warfare Army for another week of fun and games. Now, here's your host. Jonathan Oaks. Hello and welcome back to Trivial Warfare. We are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. My name is Jonathan. This is episode number 246, and I am joined today by Miss Carmela Smith. Hello, Carmela. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad to have you here. Appreciate uh, it. Your hair has not grown at all between our episodes. <laughs> you know, funny that. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, my hair. It, it's almost like it's only been an hour. It's. I feel like. I feel like our time together stretches, though. Are you saying that being with me feels like forever? It's interminable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I can see that. And I am here with Mr. Ben Young. Hello, Ben. Good afternoon. Welcome back, sir. Thanks. Your shirt is another hour older. It is. From uh, these these jokes don't make any sense to the people who are not patrons. I was say my shirt definitely smells an hour older because <laughs> the the things Gross. we talked about in the patron episodes, the patrons know. And if you're not a patron, but you want to be in the know, you are missing two episodes a month. Be sure to go to TrivialWarfareArmy.com and check that out if you're interested. But we have two guests today. We do. We have Miss Sean Klein. Hello, Sean. How are you? Hi. I'm uh, good. Thanks. Welcome aboard. And we have Mr. Justin Worf with us. Hello, Justin. Howdy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we like to get to know you all a little bit better. Sean, why don't you tell us where you're from, what you do, and something fun about yourself. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Sean Klein. I'm from Hull, Michigan. Uh, I work in the meat department of a grocery store, and I am currently in an Only Connect tournament on, uh, on Twitch that Ooh. I am really enjoying. Oh, that's cool. That's fantastic. Yeah, we've made the finals. And are you on a team or are you flying solo? I am, yes. Oh, cool. Uh, awesome. Yep. Team of uh, team of three, just like the show. What's your team name? Uh, the Minus Ones. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. I love it. <laughs> yes. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Justin Worf, tell everybody where you're from, what you do, and something fun about yourself. I am from Fort Worth or the Fort Worth area. I am currently unemployed. I got laid off back in late September. No, oh, no. And if you want to consider... Trying to find a new job, then that's the only fun thing I do anymore. Oh, man. So uh, so what was it that you did? So I do quality control for aircraft interior, or was doing quality control for aircraft interiors, trying to stay in aerospace, so trying to find other quality jobs, whether it's actual working on the plane itself or whatever in aerospace is where I want to be. So, Are you open to moving? I am, but it's a possibility I may be in y'all's neck of the wood if I can't find anything local. 
Well, I, I, the reason I ask is we got lots of people listening. You never know who's listening. That's so true. if you are somebody yeah. in an aerospace industry and you're looking for an awesome warhead who uh, might be a perfect fit for a job that you have, Justin Worf is your guy. You reach please out to me, me and I will connect you to him. Please, please, please. Absolutely, dude. I'm, I'm with you. We try and do our best. Brother, I got laid off twice this year, so I know what you're going through. This is about the... This is the third time I've been laid off. So it's like, I'm used to it. Yeah. Just trying to find a job is not fun. Oh, that sucks. So what's it like doing quality control on airline interiors? What's that? What does that entail? So the co- company I worked for, we would do custom interiors for corporate and private jets. Oh, that's fancy. So, I mean, it was, it was in essence, pit my ride for billionaires. Yeah. Um, we had previously done a... The last year we had done a 747 for a Saudi prince and pretty much he ordered a 747 fuselage avionics and engines. And that was it. Mm -hmm. So a company won the bid and then we won the bid to build it for this company. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, you have living areas, sleeping areas, kitchens, galleys. I mean, all of that. And we did it from the ground up. Wow. I enjoyed the interior side. I want to branch out, go and get my AMP at some point, and then start doing full on, you know, go work for like Lockheed Martin and, you know, Bell or whoever. Yeah. Got it. That's very cool. That, that, that's the long term goal, but it's hard to pay for a AMP schooling without a job. I hear that. Yeah. All right. Well, so now it is time for Warm It Up, Chris. It's time to warm it up. Trivial warfare today, and there's only one person who can warm it up for the TWA, and that's Chris. And sometimes Jonathan. So, can you open your phone with your your busted thumb? Yeah, no, I'll use my other thumb. <laughs> and oh, I'm looking at Facebook. Apparently, <laughs> everything I opened up is now gone. Uh, so today's warm it up, Chris. Question comes to us from Kellen Inafuku. Thank uh, you. Helen is, I'm imagining Hawaiian, because our warm it up Chris question is, did this thing come from Hawaii? Okay. Interesting. So they say, the following list are things that are associated with Hawaii. Uh, However, which of them was created or originated in Hawaii and which were brought or made somewhere else? And Kellen is a history teacher in Hawaii. Cool. Wow. Very cool. Here we go. I wonder if you ever get bored of that view. I doubt it. No. I, I doubt it. I mean, right. we live in, we live sort of in a beach town. I don't know if I would get bored. Well, they got mountains there too, so. Yeah, that's true. And Kellen does, he did take time to stress that the little apostrophe thing like we see in Hawaii mm-hmm. is called an okina, and it is a guttural stop. Oh. Meaning if you see it, it means whatever sound you're pronouncing is supposed to stop and then finish with whatever the next vowel sound is. Cool. And so in this case, Hawaii is Hawaii, not Hawaii. Yeah. Right? All right. So here we go. I'm going to do my best, Kellen. I'm going to mispronunciate things. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to mispronounce <laughs> things. <laughs> John, John's kind of known for his mispronunciation of things that are not in English. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Ben, you're first. All right. Is it from Hawaii or not? Okay. The pineapple. 
A pineapple. I'm going to say yes. No. Oh. The pineapple plant is indigenous to South America and is said to originate from the area between southern Brazil and Paraguay. Justin. It's delicious, though. It is. Hula. I have no idea. I'm going to say yes. Yes is correct. One origin story tells of Hayaki, who danced to appease her fiery sister, the volcano goddess Pele. The story places the source of the hula on Hawaii in the Puna district at the Haena shoreline. Cool. I feel like I'm killing these pronunciations, by the way. Um, you might be great job. In some way. I'm doing them. Fa- <laughs> no, I'm doing a great job right now. Killing's on my side. Okay. Um, Sean, the ukulele. Hmm. I mean, the name sounds Hawaiian. I'm going to say yes. It is a no. It is based on several small guitar-like instruments of Portuguese origin and was introduced to the Hawaiian islands by the Portuguese immigrants from Madeira and Cape Verde. Cool. That makes uh, sense. Carmela? Yes. Poke? Uh, yeah, that's how surfers eat their fish. Hawaiian for to slice or cut, cut crosswise into pieces is diced raw fish served either as an appetizer or as a main course. And one of the main dishes of native Hawaiian cuisine. Yep. Good job. Ben. Yep. Surfing. Surfing? Yep. Is surfing from Hawaii or not? No. You don't think so? No. You're right. It's not. Uh, Apparently, references to surf riding on planks or single canoe hulls uh, are verified for pre-contact Samoa. It was called a lot. And and, uh, Tonga. Far outdating the practice by Hawaiians. Which is mm. near Hawaii. Yeah, it was, they're both Samoa. South Pacific. No. I, I say near relatively. <laughs> <laughs> it's, with, it's within 5,000 miles. Uh, we should check that, though. Okay. I, I need to learn that. Who's next? Justin. Justin, yours is uh, the Tiki. Yes. No. Tiki is from Maori mythology. Tiki is the first man created by either. <sighs> there goes that pronunciation. Tuma Tawinga, Tuma Tawinga, or Tane. One of those two. And he found the first woman, Mari Koriko, in a pond. And she seduced him and became the father of Hine Ka Atata. Cool. Right. Still killing the pronunciations now in a different way. So Samoa to Hawaii is about 2,600 miles. London to New York is about a little over 3,000 miles. Oh, I was wrong. But some, it, if you're in Hawaii, it would take you longer to get to Samoa than it would to L.A. It's further to Samoa than it is to L.A. from Hawaii. It's hard. It's hard to judge because the Pacific Ocean is it's so massive. huge. Oh, my God. So that's why I was like, relatively close, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, Sean. You get luau. Um, this is one of those things that could have come from any number of Polynesian cultures. I'm going to say no. The answer is yes. Uh. A luau is a traditional Hawaiian party or feast that is usually accompanied by entertainment. Carmela. Yes. You get the lay. <laughs> Everybody goes to Hawaii hoping to get laid. Um, 
Yes. No. Oh, original, my first instinct. Originally no. worn by ancient Asian and Polynesian peoples and brought to Hawaii. Ben. Yep. Spam. Your favorite food. I was hoping I would get this one because I know the answer. Spam. Spam. They eat a lot of spam in Hawaii. That's true. I'm going to say no. It is no. Do you know where it comes from? Pittsburgh. Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, okay. Yep. The land of tiny cokes. Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> Well, they call it pop there, but whatever. <laughs> the land of tiny pops. Uh, Justin, how about poi? P-O-I, poi. Poi is food. It's a food, correct? That is correct. That does not get you credit, though. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say no. The answer is yes. Yes, it does. And poi is made from the underground plant stem or corn of the taro plant. Taro is delicious. Sean, papaya. Did papayas originate in Hawaii? I'd like to get one of these right. I'm going to say no. You got one of them right. Hooray. Papaya is native to Mexico and northern South America. All right, one more time. Oh, actually, we'll do Carmela and then one more time. Oh, actually, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, Carmela. Yes. Macadamia nuts. Hmm. I love them. They are delicious. They are. But. Did they come from Hawaii? It did. Sure. Nope. Yeah, I didn't think so. Australia. Yeah, that makes more sense. Australia. Mm. All right, last time around, Ben. All right. Uh, you get shaved ice. <laughs> did shaved ice originate in Hawaii? I'm going to say no. You're right. It originated in Taiwan as early as the 7th century AD. Holy crap. Holy I, crap. How do they make ice in Taiwan in 7th century AD? Ben, I don't know these things. All right. Japanese immigrants brought it along with them when they came to Hawaii. Uh, how? I don't know. They didn't have refrigeration. I don't know. Okay. Doesn't mean ice didn't exist. Well, he's saying it would have melted. They want to bring it from a mountain across the Pacific to, to a tropical area. Maybe it was know. colder then. I, I mean, it's that global warming. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> J- J- Justin. Okay. Justin, you get the grass skirt. It's like all of these things seem very Hawaiian, but it's like from an outsider's perspective, all these cultures are so close. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Answer's no. Okay. Uh, Grass skirts were introduced to Hawaii by immigrants from the Gilbert Islands. Where are the Gilbert Islands? Uh, Although their origins are also attributed to Samoa as well. Uh, I don't know where the Gilbert Islands are. I've never heard of them. I wonder if there's a Sullivan Island. Ah. Actually, there is a Sullivan's Islands in South Carolina. <laughs> I was going to say the Gilbert Islands are probably close to the Godfrey Islands. Yeah. Oh, these jokes are getting worse. I wonder if the Pirates of Penzance sailed from the Gilbert <laughs> Islands to the Sullivan Islands. Yes, I have exactly. had three White Claws, just saying. Yeah, they are the very model of a modern major <laughs> island. <laughs> <laughs> Ben is trying to trying to see how many disgusting drinks he can get down in one day. I would just, I'm just trying to get rid of them for you. I do appreciate that. They've been taking up a room in my fridge. And I'm like, I wish somebody would drink these because I'm never going to. Sean, yours was Blue Hawaiian. So Blue Hawaiian meaning the tropical cocktail. No. Yes. The Blue Hawaiian, or Blue Hawaii, was invented in 1957 by Harry Yee, legendary bartender of the Hilton Hawaii Village in Waikiki. 
So uh, there's a place here in Jacksonville. I think you've been to it called Time Out. Um, and on Fridays, at least when I used to go there about 10 years ago, they would do $5 pitchers of Long Islands and Blue Hawaiians. Wow. And so what you, when you would buy one, they would literally hand you a pitcher and two straws to stick together <laughs> to, to just walk <laughs> wow. around with this pitcher. Lady in the Tramp, that bitch. Yeah. And uh, it was it was fun. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Mm. Carmelo, last but not least. Yeah. A Mai Tai. Um, I think, yeah. I think no. Aww. Victor J. Bergeron claimed to have invented the Mai Tai in 1944 at his restaurant Trader Vic's in Oakland, California. Damn it, Oakland. All right. Mm. That was Hawaii or not. Thank you, Kellen, very much. Thank you. All right. That's the end of Warming Up, Chris. And before we get started with today's matchup, I want to let you know that I've started a new podcast that's focused on weight loss. That's right, Jonathan's starting a weight loss podcast. It is called Talking Fat. I'm doing it with my friend and fellow podcaster, Jen Briney. Jen is the host of Congressional Dish, a fantastic show that you should check out if you're interested in understanding what's happening in our government. We've come to the point where it is definitely time for me to lose weight, and I want to keep it off, and so this is the way that I'm going to do it. We're starting this show. Jen has lost a lot of weight and has kept it off for 13 years She's interested in doing this to help her keep it off. She's interested in doing this to help me get it off. Uh, and so we're going to be doing this every week. The show is released on Wednesdays. Check it out now. Go find Talking Fat in your favorite podcast app. And you can join our new Facebook group, Talking Fat with Jen and Jonathan. I hope to see you there. All right, let's get on with today's matchup. It is going to be Sean and Justin versus Jonathan and Ben with Carmella hosting. And it's time to play the game. Let's do it. Play us. Oh, yeah. Y'all know what time it is. This is Mr. Literature himself cordially inviting you to the game. This is six rounds of trivia goodness. Three questions per round. Every right answer gets you 10 points. In the middle, we'll take a pause for the cause and ask a midpoint question worth up to 20 juicy points. After round six, you can wager any or all those points you've been building up and take a shot at the final round. It's a series of theme-based questions we call the gauntlet. It's just that easy, baby. But this game ain't gonna play itself, players. Let's get it on. All right, your first category in round one is start with a cup. What major coffee brand's packaging depicts a drip of coffee falling from a cup? Yep. All right, we're going to lock in. Do you have any ideas, Sean? I'm thinking Maxwell House. That's exactly what I put down. All right, let's go with that then. Let's right. do it. Locked in Maxwell House. I visited the Maxwells once. They were very nice people. Mm-hmm. Everybody was <laughs> wide awake. It was really interesting. We said Maxwell House. Uh, we have a like a plant local here in Jacksonville, Maxwell House. Yeah, which it is not the best part of waking up. <laughs> That's Folgers. Exactly. <laughs> Maxwell House, also, definitely not the best part of waking up. Don't know up. if you've ever walked by the Maxwell House plant. It stinks. No, I, lo- I love the smell. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Love the smell. And, and I love coffee, but it, it, is, it is not a good smell. It's an acquired smell. Ugh. I haven't smelled it walking by. I've smelled it driving, driving by. by. So maybe yeah. it's a different waft. I don't know. <laughs> I drive it by. I'm not a big fan either. Yeah. But uh, when we did the breast cancer walk, we had to walk right by it, and it's just like, oh. 
<laughs> All right. Your next category is Dial M for marriage. Okay. Grace Kelly was an Academy Award winning actress that became a princess in 1956. Who did she marry to receive that title? I will take either the man's name or the title. Uh, I can answer this, Ben. All right. We are locked in. Didn't he marry, or didn't she marry, rather, the Prince of Monaco? Yes. I don't know his name. I don't know his name either, but she said title, so we're going to go Prince of Monaco. Okay. That works. We locked in with Prince Rainier of Monaco. Prince Rainier the third, Prince of Monaco. Mm. All right. I knew it wasn't England. I was going to use that as a, as a clarification. Like, what do you mean by title? I'm like, like Prince of Wales. <laughs> All the whales love him. Yes. All right. Your last category in the round is name that show. In what hey, US... Hey, 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 hey. That category title should be name that show. <laughs> right? Pizzazz. Jazz hands. I'll show you some pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you a jazz hand. How about jazz hands? <laughs> <laughs> All right. In what U.S. sitcom will you find the following characters? Blair, Joe, Natalie, and Tootie. Ben, we are locked in, bro. Yeah. We are locked in. 197%. I believe this is the facts of life. I believe you are correct on that. Uh, we're going to lock go f- in yeah. the facts of life. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and then you have the facts of life. And George Clooney. The facts of life. And George Clooney. <laughs> and uh, and Miss Garrett. <laughs> Mrs. Garrett. Edna. Edna. No, Edna Garrett's her name in the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know her real name. Oh, no. Yes, I do. Oh, I, I did. Oh, I don't remember her name. Hmm. Anyway, we said facts of life. So what, so what gives it away? Joe or Tootie? Uh, Blair. Blair, really? Blair, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Blair. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was so for me, for me, it's Tootie. Well, Tootie, Tootie, obviously, <laughs> but Blair was the first crush because she was just beautiful. But then Joe was like, oh, that's a different kind of beautiful. I like her too. <laughs> I was always a Tootie fan for obvious reasons. So uh, it is indeed the facts of life. What is Miss Garrett's that person's real name? Hang on. I really want to know. I think I knew it at one point, but... I did, too. Uh, That's uh, why they make the IMDb app. Wasn't she yes. also in Different mm-hmm. Strokes? She was. She was the the housekeeper. But that was a different character. No, same character. Oh, same spin-off. character. Yeah, spin-off. Spin-off. That's interesting. Yep. Charlotte Ray was... Charlotte, Charlotte Ray, Chef yes. Right. Of course. Of course it is. Can we get, can we get a score check? Because that was the end of the round. Whoa, it's 30 to 30. We are all on fire! All right. Your first category in round two is breakout moments. What recording artist had their breakout moment in 1995 with the album Jagged Little Pill, which was their third of currently eight studio albums? We are locked in, Ben. All right. Hey, a music question I know the answer to. (laughs) Is that ironic? It is. (laughs) (laughs) In the same way as everything in that song is, which is to say not at all. Yep. Uh, Alanis Morissette? Yeah. Uh, lock in Alanis Morissette. We also said Alanis Morissette. It is indeed Alanis Morissette. Ooh. Yeah, that was our third album. Well, I mean, you know, Canada. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything, Jonathan? <laughs> Lots of stuff happens up there that we don't know anything was about. This, was this another Juno Awards conversation? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bobby, she was probably an award-winning artist before Jagged Little Pill. So Bobby Brown's breakout album was his second album. That wasn't Don't Be Cruel was the second album, not his first one. 
Yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't her first album like Robin Sparkles or something like that? <laughs> what? He's making a How I Met Your Mother uh, um, joke. Yeah. Yes. Joke. Because no, Alanis Morissette was it trying. Could be Robin Daggers though. Uh, <laughs> Alanis Morissette was trying to be a pop star. Was mm-hmm. was like poppy bubblegum stuff before Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. Those what those albums were like that. Right. All right, so everyone got that right. It's definitely Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Carmel's like Jonathan. Hint, hint. Write down a right score. Your- down man (laughs) all right your next category is fat pretty hot and tasty the fast food chain white castle is often referred to as the first fast food chain in the u.s founded in 1921 it was founded in what major u.s city in the midwest which is a city that is often confused for the capital of its state but is instead just its largest city midwest the capital is that that's the region I would have said. I don't know. that. That's closer to a right answer than that is. I don't know. I think fitting the clue that she gave, that's a better answer than this, I think. Yeah, also Midwest. This is considered It Midwest, is Midwest, but, but it's, it's not, not the Midwest that you think of when right. you say it. So you go with yours. All right, we're locked in. I've got a couple of options. I'm not super happy with any of them. Okay. Uh, Chicago, St. Louis. Those are kind of the big two, I was thinking. When I think St. Louis, I think Panera, but it's possible White Castle's from there also. I feel like I would have heard if it was Chicago, but... Just trying to think of, like, what c- cities get confused for state capitals, and I think St. Right. Louis is good, Chicago's good, Kansas it's City's good. good. Yeah, Kansas City's really good. Los Angeles. <laughs> That's not Midwest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it does get mistaken for a capital. Seattle. Oh, yeah, good one. So does yeah. Jacksonville. Good Mexico uh, City. <laughs> <laughs> Out of, I, I think those are three really good answers. Which one do you feel most comfortable about? I feel like I've, I should know this. Um, I think I like Kansas City the best of those three. Okay. But I, I don't have a lot of thunder. I could go anyway, to be honest. What's the capital of Kansas? Topeka. Yes. There's Although Wichita. Kansas, I was thinking Wichita. Kansas City is not the largest city in Kansas. No. It is the largest city. And it's not the largest city in Missouri. That's St. Louis, right? I would imagine that St. Louis would be bigger than Kansas City, but I'm honestly not sure. So, if I mean, if that's the case, then it's going to be St. Louis and not Kansas City because it's got to be the largest city in the state. Okay. Um, I think St. Louis is a pretty good answer. All right. Yeah, we can go with that. All right. We're going to lock in St. Louis. So all the logic they went through together, Ben, was exactly the same logic that went through my head <laughs> when I wrote down St. Louis. Yep. And that's why we locked it in. So the correct answer was said, but it just was not given as Chicago. an answer. So Wichita, Wichita, Kansas. Wichita is the biggest city in Kansas? It is. It's the biggest city in Kansas. Whoa, that's interesting. man. Yeah, there, there's a lot of definitions for Midwest. I've always said, okay, for yeah, me. Kansas is definitely in the Midwest. For me, Midwest <laughs> If if you're past if you're west of Mississippi, you're not Midwest to me. All right, so Ben separates the country into east and west and has no middle ground. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we all got it wrong. Yep, it was Wichita. Unfortunately, that's where, that's where they found a White Castle was Wichita. Tricky. We don't have White Castles around here. We got crystals. So how do you delineate west from Midwest? What's the what's the barrier? I wouldn't say 
Texas is Midwest, honestly. No. This is straight but south. But north of Texas is Midwest. Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma. Yeah. I wouldn't consider Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska. Yeah, so Mississippi's Midwest. Basically anything that you consider flyover is what I would probably consider yeah, okay. mostly so Midwest. The central time zone, essentially, yeah. is what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. No, central yeah, yeah, Central time zone is probably a good indicator. Of yeah, it's fine. It is fine. All right. Your last category in the round is PCAST. Pretty cold and supposedly tasty. What is it, what is it with the acronyms? <laughs> I don't know. Because I wrote fat and I was like, I need another question for this round. So I was like, let's do uh, something that's cold instead of hot. You're like Dairy Queen. Yeah. Hot eats and cool treats. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, that would have been a great set of categories. <laughs> All right. Serve chilled and often as an appetizer. What is the more common name for the salted roe of a sturgeon? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. We're locked in. It's caviar, right? Yeah. Okay. Definitely caviar. We'll lock in caviar. Oh, yes, Muffy. I would like some more caviar, please. <laughs> caviar. It is something I have always had an interest in eating, but I don't know if I could get past what it is, but it is definitely caviar. It is tasty. Is it? It I've is really it. good. Yeah. It is tasty. I mean, it's like... Really good. It's, it's literally like, the chicken of the sea, or eggs of the sea. <laughs> it's fish eggs. What the hell, Ben? <laughs> you eat chicken eggs. You eat chicken eggs. Why won't you eat fish eggs? Completely different. Well, no, I, I, think, I, I think get what he's trying to I say. Think it's, I think it's the I get what he's trying to say. Thing, like the, the popping thing that they oh. do. The uh, like like when you crack an egg. Yeah, but I don't stick a whole egg in my mouth and pop it. Depends how big the egg is, huh? No, that's not true. Uh, you were like chicken, chicken of the sea. That's like tuna. I know, but so the egg part is where you got back on track, right? Cool. It's the true chicken of the sea. Sturgeons are the true chicken of the sea because you eat their eggs. But uh, yeah, the answer is the answer is caviar. Very nice. <laughs> goat cheese was like that for me. Really? I was like, God, goat cheese. That looks but weird. I will, that's I will gross. Eat sushi and poke all day long. Turns out goat cheese tastes good. You know the sushi with the little orange things on top? Mm-hmm. That's the fish eggs. Yeah. Same thing. It's yeah. just less fancy caviar. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're you're eating that like all the time. God, I want some sushi now. I had it earlier this week. Let's uh let's get a score check, Jonathan. Oh boy. At the end of the second round, it is fifty to fifty. Ooh, tie game. All right. Your first category in round three is what's in a name? He doesn't live in a pineapple under the sea. He actually lives in the tiki head next door. What is the name of SpongeBob SquarePants Taciturn Neighbor? You got that. Is it is it um is it that one? Yeah. We're locked in. Y'all locked in? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Is it Squidward? That was my first thought. Yeah. I've only seen this show a handful of times. I know it's but... not Patrick. Yep. But I think it's Squidward. Hey, we'll go with him then. Alright. Where does Patrick live? Patrick lives under a rock. He's like a homeless transient. No, he just lives under a rock because starfish just cling to rocks. Does he really live under a rock? Yeah, he lives under a rock. I love that. <laughs> uh, we said Squidward. Squidward Tentacles. Actually, it's just tentacles. I just like saying tentacles. Tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> Squidward. And then he has a friend named, is her name Sally the Squirrel? Is that her name? Sandy. Sandy, Sandy. the Squirrel. She lives in a tree in a bubble. Yeah, and so she basically she's dressed like an astronaut because she's a squirrel and she needs air, but she's under the ocean, so she kind of wears like a space helmet all the time. So you look super interested in what cool. I just said. Oh, I, I've missed a question about Sandy Squirrel before. Oh, okay. So I um, get it. <laughs> also, uh, 
kind of famous person um, does the voice of uh, Mr. Krabs, Clancy Brown, who plays a bad guy in a lot of 80s movies. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. He was in The Highlander. He was one of the bad guys in The Highlander. Mm. No? Nothing? It was a throwback. You uncultured swine. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We watched a lot of different stuff. You never watched Highlander? I really didn't. Oh, my God. A long time ago. Bob did. Bob was a TV guy, not me. My name is Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod, and I cannot die. (laughs) When Bob was watching TV, I was in the back of the room with headphones on listening to music. Yeah. That's fair. That was a spot-on impression, Ben. (laughs) You can watch Sean Connery try to do a Spanish accent just sound like Sean Connery. (laughs) (laughs) He's the Spaniard. That's not any worse than all those... those Italians playing Mexicans in Scarface. Is the uh, same that's thing. true. All right. Your next question is set it to music. What country's national anthem is a combination of the poem Defense of Fort Henry and the music from a popular song written for a be- British men's social club called To Anacreon in Heaven? Which country? Mm-hmm. I think it's that. All right. Uh, we're locked in. It's what? this country. Yeah, I was like, Defense of Fort McHenry. It's Maryland, so yeah, the the grand old United States of America. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, Francis Scott Key wrote the words uh, during the Battle of Fort McHenry, so we definitely said the United States. It's actually called the Battle of Baltimore, but Good same enough. thing. Um, so yeah, apparently there was this popular song uh, written for this men's social club in in Britain, which I think is funny because it was. You know, the poem was written during the War of 1812. <laughs> and so people would just like throw words into the into the tune of this song. And eventually they just took this poem and did the same thing. And that's how we got the Star Spangled Banner. So it is the United States. We should keep doing that. We should take the da, 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 but put our own words to it and see. We, <laughs> I want a Trivial Warfare song I actually, out of, the, out of the, the, the music of that song. Actually, I have rewritten lots of songs with different lyrics in the same tune. Like I, I took the uh, the sound of silence and rewrote all the lyrics to fit the end of Mass Effect Three. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Because that's what I do with my life. <laughs> so let's talk about anthems. We will, we will not judge her art, people. <laughs> let's talk about anthems for a second. So when I, I'm a big, I'm an avid fan of the Olympics. I like watch. I like listening to different com- countries' anthems. And to me, ours makes the most musical sense to me because it has a more predictable ending. Like, you know, like there's a crescendo to the end of the song, right? Like, Oh, Canada's kind of like that. And, um, Great Britain's, um, anthem is also like that. Like you can, I can predict when the, the end that there's a crescendo that builds some of the other ones. Like I can't really tell when the music's ending. Like I can't tell when it starts and stops. So that's just me. I'm, I'm also an uncultured swine, though. So. <laughs> because nationalism. <laughs> I think that some anthems don't get their full play at the Olympics, because I believe, I, like, Germany's, I think, is something like 10 minutes. Yeah, that, oh, I think they have a time limit. Point. That makes a lot of sense. So. It's, like a, it's like a Wagner musical. <laughs> <laughs> I could be completely wrong on that, but I seem to remember that makes a lot of sense, learning though. at some point yeah. that their anthem was really long. Someday, if I ever break off and create my own country... I'm going to like set my national anthem to like, you're the one that I want from Greece. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one I want. Because I want Shiwadawadawada in my national anthem. <laughs> this is Jonathan's land. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
All right, your last category in the round is obligatory sports question. I thought I'd Ooh. scored a question twice, and I must have. I have already predicted that we're both getting this right. Well, I mean, history has proven. I Suzuki just won what LPGA tournament held in Japan on November 8th through 10th, 2019, with a negative 17 under par. So what's the name of the tournament she just won? All right. We're locked in. All right, Sean, do you have any idea? Unfortunately, golf is not a sport that I follow, so... Uh, I don't think I've seen a single LPGA tournament. Yeah. Mm. I know it's golf, so I like to have a lot of open-type names and tournaments. So it yeah. being in Japan, like the Japanese Open, or the Open of Japan, or something along, along, along those lines, but I have no clue. Yeah, that's not a horrible guess. It, uh, there's no chance it's a championship, right? I have no idea. I don't know when their season runs. Yeah. Do you just want to say Japanese Open? Sure, we can go with that. I, I don't think I'm going to come up with anything better. No. Uh, so we're going to go with Japanese Open. All right. Uh, we didn't know either. Uh, I just started writing down a bunch of cities and names associated with Japan. And we both settled on Fuji. All right. Well, the answer I will accept is Japan Classic, but the full title is the Toto Japan Classic. That's the name of the tournament. All right. I'm gonna have to you remove this, Jonathan. I'm gonna have to remove the one from in front of our tins. <laughs> <laughs> our scores going into the midpoint are seventy to seventy. All right. No one has missed something that the other team has gotten right yet. Hmm. Your midpoint category is eat the rich. In June 2019, CEO World released an article with the top 100 best performing companies worldwide based on market value. Name four of the top five in that list. Woo doggy. If we were to change one of these, that's the one that I would change. Yeah. Do you want to change? I'm 50-50 on it, bro. You want to flip a coin? Sure. I don't have a coin. <laughs> he could have flipped George. Uh, if his feet point towards my side, <laughs> okay, we're going with this one. Right. If his feet point towards that side, we're we going could with just spin a bottle. No, that no, would no. be much easier. No, no. Uh, George, I mean, are you that hard up for cash? I got a quarter. Of my George backpack. Sanford is going to do some break dancing. Here we go. We're going right, line with yours. All right, we're locked. In. We literally just took our Fred's. It's not George. Fred Sanford. George Sanford. Our Fred Sanford. It's not George Jefferson. Sorry, it's not old George Jefferson. I, I said the wrong name. I knew who we were talking. So about. we took Fred Sanford's <sighs> pop Funko, put it on his head, and spun him, and did a little which way their feet pointing to determine the answer. We're locked in. He went break dancing. Um, so I wrote down five. Okay, I wrote, I wrote down, down more than five, but we'll go okay. with yours first. I did Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Berkshire Hathaway, and Facebook. Okay. I also have Apple and Amazon. Okay. Um, I have Walmart. They're the biggest retailer by market cap. Amazon obviously does other things, but I have Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google. Mm-hmm. I have Samsung, and I have ExxonMobil. Okay. I think they're the biggest in the oil industry, but these are all big companies. So I definitely um, agree with, we, we both agree on Apple, Apple and Microsoft, correct? I, I did not have Microsoft. Um, okay. So we agree on Apple. That's Yeah, pretty much. And Amazon. And Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Microsoft could, are they still that big? I mean, I guess they have to be. I mean, they do the Xbox, Windows. Right. I mean, pretty much everything in the PC world outside of Apple. Right. So if Apple's up there, I'm, gonna, I'm fairly confident that Microsoft would be up there. 
Fair. I mean, Apple also has mobile, but mm-hmm. I guess Microsoft owns Nokia, but... <laughs> I like so. There's that. Yeah, their flip phone market is huge. <laughs> that's that's making them a ton of money. This isn't revenue. I, it's I didn't think now. of Alphabet, but I like I like that. Right. And Facebook, you wanted four, right? Uh, yeah, I'm looking four for four of the top yeah. five. Okay, so that's four right there. Berkshire Hathaway's a good guess. Warren Buffett's pretty much in everything. So yeah, and you know, and they're not a tech company, unlike everything else we've listed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm. I could go that way. Uh, okay. Of, of the one other ones I have, I think the happiest I'm happy. The one I have, I'm happiest with is Walmart, but I think Berkshire's a bigger company, so we'll go that way. Well, we we already have the four. We have, so we have Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, and Alphabet. Oh, oh, we have those four. Okay. I, I don't think there's going to be anything higher right. than those. Yep. Okay, that works. So okay, we'll we'll lock in Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, and Alphabet. All right. We had three of the same ones, Amazon, Google, and Apple. And our fourth was Alibaba, which is essentially the Chinese uh, Amazon. Okay. Yeah, they're good. That's a good guess. So at nine, $961 billion in market share is Apple. $946.5 billion in market share is Microsoft. Wow. $916.1 is Amazon. 863.2. In market share is Alphabet, which is Google. And number five with 516.4. Now, notice that drop between uh-huh. Alphabet and this is Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, take it all forward. Yeah, so they own like Dairy Queen and a ton of other things. I mean, I thought about it, but I didn't think it was nearly Ali- as big as uh, Facebook was number six. Facebook was mentioned. Alibaba's number seven. You know what? Hey, 480.8 in market share. Much love to both teams for naming pretty much all the ones in the top seven. Yeah. Walmart is number 14. That one was uh, one that was mentioned. So, I mean, it is probably the biggest independent retailer that's on this list. But like Exxon Mobil is number 12. Okay. But yeah, nothing comes close to Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, and Alphabet. At the end of the midpoint, uh, Jonathan and Ben have... 85, but uh, Justin and Sean have 90. All right, that is the end of the first half. And before we go on to the second half, I want to let you know that today's show is sponsored by Trivia with Buds. Here is a message from Ryan Buds. What's up, trivia lovers? It's your pal Ryan Buds, host of the Trivia with Buds podcast, a pop culture question and answer show that comes out every single day. There's over 650 episodes to check out on just about every topic you can imagine, with recent episodes on NBC sitcoms, The Breakfast Club, Disney Plus, Stephen King Books, and Nickelodeon, just to name a few. Find Trivia with Buds on your favorite podcast app and hit subscribe to never miss an episode. P.S. It's great for road trips. Cheers. Round four. We're losing, man. <laughs> Your first category in the round is science. 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 What is the medical term for swelling or inflammation that happens when small blood vessels leak fluid into nearby tissue? We're, we're, we're agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> we're not fighting. <laughs> All right. We agree with that? Yes. All right. We're locked in. I think the only type of swelling that I can think of is an edema. Okay. I was, yeah, that's, that's a better answer. I was thinking contusion, but that's not really swelling. Contusion is more of a bruise, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Edema. I like, um, which a bruise could cause an edema to happen and cause swelling. Right. Cause you have damage. Yeah. I, I like edema. I think that's, that's probably it. Okay. 
We're going to lock in edema. All right. We said contusion. So uh, it happens a lot to pregnant women. Uh, they have edema in their feet. So the uh, contusion is, is a bruising. But I mean, what you described sounded like bruising. Yeah, but this is a specific thing for swelling or inflammation when they, they're leaking fluid in edema. They call it an edema. An edema. Yeah. Fluid, not necessarily blood. So you have pulmonary edema. You have pedal edema, which is you know what pregnant women will get or older people will get. There's cerebral edema. Uh, there's all sorts of kinds of, ide- of edema. Interesting. I've yeah. never heard of an edema. I mean, I've heard of it, but I didn't. I don't know. I still don't comprehend the difference very much. That's one of those CSI autopsy room words. Oh, or you know, if you've ever met a doctor, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'm friends with plenty of doctors. That doesn't mean I know what they know. All right, your next category is other obligatory sports question. Woo! When you are bowling and having a very good day, what is the animalistic term for when you get three strikes in a row? Do you want a three, two, one? This? Sure. Yeah. Do you want to answer, Sean? Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Ben, you okay. got me doing it. Yep. All right, Sean, count us down. Three, two, one. Turkey. turkey. Gobble gobble. Gobble gobble. It is a turkey. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> you know what? Actually, this might be. It the... <laughs> might be the Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> nice. Either that nice. or the week after. <laughs> All right, your last category in the round is nerd. What Marvel superhero created by Jack Kirby in 1966 has the alter ego of Norrin Rad and comes from the planet Zen Law? Dan, we can lock in. I am 100%. Okay. We're locked in. I have nothing. I do not watch superhero movies, so I have no idea. I, yeah, I, I occasionally do but uh, i'm not a comic book reader and this does not sound terribly familiar trying to see if yeah i don't even have a cromulent guess um (laughs) (laughs) yes not that this is going to help but can you spell zen law sure z-e-n-n dash l-a i was correct it did not help (laughs) but now everyone knows how to spell zen law (laughs) yes i was hoping Seeing it was going to, you did not give a company, right? You just said Marvel. Marvel. Oh, you did say Marvel. Okay. Yeah. What are you thinking? I don't even. I was thinking. I think this is even the wrong company, but I was thinking Martian Manhunter for a second. But his uh, his alter ego is John Jones, and his actual name is John Jones, spelled slightly differently. Um, but no, that's not it. Uh, I yeah, I don't even. Except I, I have, I have nothing on this. Yeah, this is that learned league instinct. I'd much rather put something in the in the <laughs> box and leave it blank. But uh, I, I'm not coming up with anything at all. I literally can't even think of any Marvel characters that aren't the big ones, uh, and mm-hmm. that's not helping. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, sorry, no answer. No. We uh, we believe that Norin Rad is the alter ego of the Silver Surfer. Yep, he showed up in the Fantastic Four books. Uh, it is the Silver Surfer. So I uh, I worked at the movie theater when Rise of the Silver Surfer came out, and I was 15 years ago at I'm this sorry. point. Yeah, well, I mean, mm-hmm. it was my high school job. It's where I worked. But, you know, they we would get these huge, like, massive standees and different displays for movies that were coming out, and we would set them up. The one for the Rise of the Silver Surfer was literally a giant silver surfboard, like, on a and like this steel like trellis kind of thing that we would set up a lot of times we would take things home 
you know, after you know things were done or whatever. But we're all like, what the hell are we going to do with the, like, this four foot surfboard? One of our managers took it home. He's, he had it displayed in his living room for years after wow. that movie came out. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Like this, just this giant silver surfboard. So score check. At the end of the fourth round, it's 110 to 105. Sean and Justin maintain their lead. Cool. All right. First category round five is brought to us by Rob Warman. All right, Rob. Thanks, Rob. This is science again. Science, science. again. 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 Clocked again. swimming at over 40 miles per hour and whose name means shark in several Polynesian languages. What species of shark is the fastest? We're locked in. Any idea, Sean? Mako, maybe? Oh, or, that sounds Hawaiian. Or Mako, I guess, would be the more... I also wrote down, I wrote down Thresher, but that doesn't sound Hawaiian. Tiger, to, we can just name sharks, but... Yeah, I'm trying to think of like, sharks that would reside in that area. Makos are long and skinny, so they'd be fast. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's lock in Mako. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. Circled and locked in. Okay. We locked in Mako as well. I've seen really cool videos uh, like on Shark Week where uh, the boat's traveling like 30 miles an hour trailing bait and the Mako is fast enough and bursts like to come out of nowhere and, and like chase the boat and grab the bait and disappear into the blue really quickly. Yep. It's fast enough to, uh, to deal with traffic. Darn right. <laughs> uh, but it is definitely the Mako shark. Yep. Is that the species that raced Michael Phelps? Did you see did, that episode? Did Michael of shark? Phelps race a shark? I, I don't know. It was virtual. But <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, if that sounds did, that dangerous. That was not fair. That's not, I, you could not beat a Mako. We couldn't even compete. I think it was a great white. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure it was. Uh, okay. Even still. Now, that, that, <laughs> sounds, was, like a a, that sounds like a bloody. Bloody kind of entertainment. <laughs> that sounds like the sequel for a to futuristic Deep Blue Sea. world. <laughs> they didn't have them like side by side. It was they had him swimming in open ocean, and they kind of overlaid virtually what the white shark could do in that same amount of space. Yeah. If the, the Romans had a coliseum, if the Romans were more of a seafaring people and had a coliseum in the water where great shark, great white sharks existed, that would be a gladiatorial kind of thing yeah. where they'd have like a human with a head start and they'd release a shark and the human had to swim and get out of the water before the shark got to him. They would be playing Aquaman, the home game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your next category is free at last. What political leader and revolutionary released his autobiography called long walk to freedom in 1994? That's 100%. I, I I mean, I heard this very recently. I think it was at a physical local trivia game. Oh. I got it right there. Well, cool. I wasn't there. Yeah, you is were. That the, is that the one that you went with, Andrew? Yeah, it might have been. that one? It might have been. It might have been. Yeah. I haven't been to many recently. <laughs> well, that, that would be it then. We're locked in. This is Nelson Mandela. I oh, also heard this very recently. Yeah. 100% Nelson Mandela. It's in the zeitgeist. We said Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Apparently I'm in everyone's head today. It's Nelson Mandela. Your last category in the round is why the long face? This triple crown winner is often considered to be the fastest thoroughbred in history and was the subject of a Disney movie in 2010, which is probably streaming on Disney+. Plus. Name this horse. This is the one on Disney+. Plus. Yep. I'm good with it. Let's go with it. All right, we're locked in. I, I got secretariat. That. That's what I wrote down. All right, let's go with that then. 
We said secretariat. It is secretariat. Uh, I thought you wrote down Sea Biscuit. <laughs> you thought I wrote Sea Biscuit? I didn't know anything. It says secretariat. I, I mean, look, you know. You know what you wrote. I, I could see how that would look like Sea Biscuit. Yeah. I mean, I can't really see it from here, but, you know, there's a. No, I, but there's like I'm an not S disputing. and like a, a long thing. I could see how that I'm not disputing the answer. <laughs> he just locked something in. I'm like, I don't uh, know. So whatever he said. At the end of the fifth round, it's 140 to 135. And we can't catch up. I know. We missed one freaking company. <laughs> now we're getting into the last round. Round six. First category is now we're cooking. Who is the American inventor? that came up with the process to make sweetened condensed milk. He also shares his name with a dairy company whose mascot is a smiling cow. We're locked in. What do you have? Nothing. Uh, I'm almost positive it's Borden. Okay, that makes sense for the smiling cow. That's what I was trying to picture the label. I was drawing a blank, but Borden sounds good. Uh, We'll go with that then. All right. We too. Said Borden. Uh, the man's name was Gail Borden Jr. You may also see Elsie, the cow uh, that's smiling on the logo, on the packaging for Elmer's Glue. Elmer's Glue. Because Borden owns Elmer's Glue. Which is ironic because I thought you don't, I don't think you make glue out of cows. No. Make them out of horses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going back to the wide long face. Exactly. <laughs> you see a picture of Secretariat on every gar of Elmer's Glue. All right, your next category is a modern Prometheus. Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein, is often credited with originating the science fiction genre in literature. She started the story when she was 18 years old during a friendly competition with her poet husband, Percy Shelley, and another poet, a powerhouse of the romantic movement, to write the best ghost story. It's that. Whatever you wrote, man. We're locked in. These questions suddenly got hard for me. I don't have a clue. I've definitely heard this before. The name that's coming to mind is Lord Byron, but I'm not I'm not super confident, but I don't have a better answer. So Lord Byron it is then. All right. Uh the correct answer is gonna be Lord Byron. Uh I'm pretty sure I heard this whole story on a um it might have been an episode of Lore, if I'm not mistaken. It was definitely on a podcast, and the host pointed out that this was a summer of, uh, that this was done during the time of a major volcano explosion, and it might have been Krakatoa. And so that whole like summer, the sun was blotted out, and everything was dark and, and gloomy all over Europe. Uh, so it stuck. Uh, so we said Lord Byron. So the summer was, it was cold and it was dark and it rained a lot uh so they spent a lot of time inside but anytime you hear romantic movement and poetry you're gonna go on to go with lord byron i i believe that aaron Mankey has talked about mary shelley he is a producer of another podcast called noble blood which is very good um and they just did an episode on lord byron and they do talk about the story a little bit i've, uh, I've listened to the first one it's that's an intense show mm-hmm I, I haven't made time to keep listening, but I did enjoy what I heard. And yeah, I think Noble Blood's a great show. Yeah. Uh, Dana Schwartz does an amazing job with that show. All right. Your last category in the round is Wildflower. You do belong among those. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. This American actress caused a small scandal in 1994 by marrying a Welsh bar owner in a spur-of-the-moment decision. 
The marriage didn't last very long, and in fact, she went on her honeymoon without him. Who am I talking about? She was about 19 at the time. The time period is right for that. The behavior is right (laughs) for that. No, you said 19? 1994, you said, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's about right. That was her. That was her. No, no that's a different actress. That's not the same person? Okay, so wait a minute. I can't remember her name right now, but... Are you sure? Oh, 100%. Oh, God. She's not the one that was... Okay. And that's this this person. The person that, that I'm thinking. The person that I'm thinking about was in this movie. I, I know who you're talking about. I know who that is. She's not the right age, because this movie came out like a year before that, and she's in her twenties. You're saying that person, this person, and this person. Yes, these are the same. Yes, but that's not. They do this a lot. Not that person. Well, my mind is blown, dude. Just pick this something. Is the one, this is the <laughs> one. No, no, I believe you. I believe no, no, you. I'm trying to remind you who she is. She's the one from this. She was in that with her. I'm not saying it's right, but. You go with it, man. I'm, I don't know. I don't know nothing. All right, we're going to lock in. So I just wrote down another one, but I have three. Okay. I think it would have been caused a big enough stir that it would have made news. I have Drew Barrymore, Angelina Jolie, and Christina Applegate. Okay, um, I also had Drew Barrymore. She was I, definitely a wildflower. Right, and isn't the name of her production company Flower Productions or something like that? Oh, I don't know that. I think it is. Okay. So that makes me feel like that might also be a hint, but I could just be making that up. I've heard that name recently, the name of her production company. I just can't. Okay. Not certain that's what it is. Uh, all three of those seem reasonable. Angelina Jolie's been married so many times and it could have been a disappointment to her her father kind of go off and do that that you know you know that what was it 19 right. when she did that how how old is angelina jolie any idea i would say she's at this point getting close to 50 if not okay. already 50 all right because i mean if if, if, if uh, this person was 19 in 94 they would have been born in 75 mm-hmm. or 74 i guess which would make them 45 now 44 yeah so, yeah, I suppose she's about the right age. I'm just, I'm wondering, I, I, I feel like she might be older than that, but I don't, I okay. generally don't know her age. Applegate, yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, too. I'm not as confident about Applegate okay. as I am with the other two, just because I don't think anyone would have cared who she married. I think you're probably right there, at least at that point. But I like how you associated Drew Barrymore with Flower. Okay. And she was a wild child. Yep. Category name was Wildflower. You want to go ahead and lock in Drew Barrymore? Sure. Well, let's let's okay. go that way. We'll go ahead and lock that one in. All right. So Ben's first suggestion, and one of my first thoughts also, was Drew Barrymore. But I believe she was like four in E.T. when E.T. filmed, and E.T. was 1982. And so that would make her 16 in 94. So we went away from, from, from her, and if that's wrong, that's just my bad math, and I'd be apologetic for that. Uh, trying to find the right age range was hard. We ended up going with um, Alyssa Milano. All right. So this actress does have a film company called Flower Films. They also branched off into a makeup line called Flower and wrote a book in the last couple of years called Wildflower. Her name is Drew Barrymore. Dead She was born in 1975. Wow. 
How wow. old was she in ET? She would have been like seven. six or seven. Yeah. I had that yeah. wrong. Wow. I thought she was younger yeah. than that. I'm sorry. That's on me. This, I would have gone the same direction regardless. No, you had it first. That's what you would have gone with. Mm. Yeah, she was a, a wild child. Unfortunately, um, her mother wasn't real good with the whole boundaries thing and would take her to nightclubs and all sorts of places that a 10-year-old really shouldn't go and got involved with drugs and alcohol. She had to go to rehab a bunch, but uh, she's been doing great. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she... And, and unfortunately, the Barrymores had a history of addiction and alcoholism and all that in their family right. anyway. So you need to but. settle something for us. Okay. So Aunt May from Avengers Infinity War. Wasn't okay. that Alyssa Milano? It's the lady from My Cousin Vinny. What's her name? I thought it was Alyssa Milano. It's not. Oh, you're thinking hey. of Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei! <laughs> That's the thing. I couldn't remember the name to give it to him, but I was like, I... Uh, I know hundred percent they're not the same, the same person in my mind. <laughs> I, can't, I can't distinguish them one bit. Yeah, I can't distinguish them at all. But yeah, so and but she managed to overcome that whole Barrymore thing with addiction and stuff. And I'm pretty sure she's been pretty clean since the nineties. So, and even if she's not, it's working for her right now. Yeah, mm. good for her. At good the her. end of the sixth round, Sean and Justin have a hundred and seventy. Jonathan and Ben. Have 155. All right. So your gauntlet category is all that glitters. Our wager's locked in. All right. Wager's locked in. Awesome. All right. Your first question in all that glitters. The line, all that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. Is part of a poem written by J.R.R. Tolkien about what Lord of the Rings character? Yeah, let's lock it in. We are locked in. All right. Glitter is a 2001 movie that starred what 90s pop diva and is currently has 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. I like how Ben just like, whatever. It's cool. Locked in. <laughs> I figured Ben would know this right off the bat. We are locked in. And your last question in the gauntlet. This glittering gemstone is a version of the mineral corundum, which is a type of aluminum oxide. It comes in a variety of colors, and some even seem to have a star in the center. What gem is this? We're locked in. Locked in. Okay, so all that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. Is part of a poem written by J.R.R. Tolkien about what Lord of the Rings character, Jonathan and Ben? So this is the one that I'm most concerned with. I was trying to figure out which character best fit the description of a wanderer. And so I didn't want to say Bilbo or Frodo because they both have a home. Bag End is their home. Uh, but Aragorn is essentially an exile. He could not go home. And so... At the end of the day, he kind of fit the best description of a wanderer, and so we went with Aragorn. We also went with Aragorn. Yeah, you really pissed me off when you did that, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Y'all were, <laughs> y'all were debating your answers, and that one came out at the end. I'm like, God, man, bless it. <sighs> All right. Glitter is a 2001 movie starring what 90s pop diva and currently has 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sean and Justin? We said Mariah Carey. Okay. We also said Mariah Carey. All right. And this glittering gemstone, a um, version of the mineral corundum, comes in a variety, variety of colors and often has a star in the center. What kind of gem is that? 
using the exact same logic as Sean used. We said Sapphire. We also said Sapphire. All right. So um, this character it actually spends quite a long time as a ranger and wanders around quite a bit because he's exiled from his home. That would be Aragorn. Mariah Carey starred in Glitter in 2001. Never seen the movie, but it, it was pretty much universally panned. <laughs> Love that movie. Yeah? you never seen it? No. Not yeah, I, I, I really can't see you watching Glitter. <laughs> Maybe I might like it. <laughs> And um, you can find them in yellow or blue, most often blue, uh, but I'm looking for sapphires. There is a um, a group of people in the Green Lantern comic books called Star Sapphires. Mm-hmm. And so for me, and as soon as you said star, it's like, it's going to be sapphire. <laughs> I don't even know what, I don't even know what it looks like on the inside. I'm going sapphire. <laughs> well, I had to look, I'm like, all right, let's look at gemstones. And all well, these are all corundums. How do I separate sapphires right? out? <laughs> all right, so both teams got all three right. That means this is going to come down to wagers. Uh, I can tell you all that Ben and I wagered 30 to put us at 185, which means if you wagered 16 or more, your champions will be Sean and Justin. Sean and Justin, what did you wager? We had no clue how to go through the wager process. We thought y'all were going to bid 16. So to beat you by one, we wager two. Nice. That means your final score is 185 to 172, Jonathan and Ben from behind. Good job, my man. You guys did great. That was a great game. <laughs> Nicely done. We, we, we almost had the, the right logic. We just went the wrong way on the yeah. bet. You had one of the one of the three logical bets. Yep. One of the yep. three logical bets are two or two or three or four to cover one that's trying to go right above you. Uh, your other logic could have been, what's the most we can wager and not risk losing if Jonathan and Ben miss it? So if you had wagered 14, then... As long as we miss it, you're not going to fall below us, right? And mm-hmm. so we added 14 to your score, and you would have ended up with 184. So we wanted to be above 184. Right. That would take us above both of your two best or most logical wagers. And if you had bet it all, then there's nothing we could have done. All right. Well, that is the end of the game. We like to give everybody a chance to do shout outs or promote a cause that they care about before we go. Justin, we'll start with you. Tell us uh, something you want to promote or some people that you care about and want to shout out. I guess I'll be a little selfish and kind of promote myself of, you know, at this point I've interviewed no luck. Like I said before, I don't have a job. I am unemployed right now. So if anybody out there works in aerospace, has an opening for quality, you know, inspector or engineer or anything like that, get with Jonathan. He can get with me. At this point, I am desperate. So, yeah, there's got to be somebody out there. I hear you. And you might you might get to see a new part of the world. (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing to travel. It's not all cowboy boots and and ten gallon hats. Oh, no, I'll bring my cowboy boots with me. Yeah, but. you, know, you can bring those with you. Yeah. He's got to remain tall. That's right. <laughs> you need to introduce that to a new culture. We need to get some get some cowboy boots up in uh, Boston. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, Sean, it's your turn. Is there anyone that you would like to shout out or a cause that you might like to promote? Uh, nothing to promote at the moment, but I will say I will shout out to uh, my friends, whom I hope I can get to listen to this episode. 
Outstanding. Well, hello, friends. <laughs> Is there anyone in particular you'd like to name? No, I don't. I don't really want to single anybody out. No, you know what? I totally understand I that. that. Fantastic. Very cool. Well, that is going to wrap us up. So for Sean and Justin and Carmela and Ben, I'm Jonathan, and this has been another episode of Trivial Warfare, where it's not just trivia, it's war. Bye, everybody. See you. Thanks for listening to Trivial Warfare. Be sure to check out the revamped TrivialWarfare.com as your one-stop shop to submit questions. Join the community and get access to over 150 archived episodes. Warm It Up was written and performed by Matthew Stevens. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. For help with your podcast, visit propodcastingservices.com. Oh, stupid gauntlet question. Yeah, <laughs> that, that wager trips people up. <laughs> if you can't get on a line, I'll run down and get another one. Yeah, and you don't think you mumble. <laughs> <laughs> he literally said, another one. Are you, you heard okay, what I said, though? No, I didn't. Nobody understood you. I'm going to get another White Claw. Okay, enjoy. Don't end up in the bathroom again. I'm not. All right. This is seltzer. With alcohol it's in it. It's hard what's, seltzer. What, what's the ABV on that? Five. That's not terrible. That's not. Exactly. <laughs> I, Suzuki, just won what LPGA tournament? I have to say that again. because Tournament. I, you, tourn- added, you added an Okina in tournament. 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 <laughs>